Hey everybody, welcome to the Daily Attic Podcast. It's your boy Tim and your boy Dave. What's up? We are here to give you the latest, the greatest, the best, you know. Drug war news and shit like that. Drop that shit. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. So the last episode we dropped... I wasn't supposed to say the C word. It's a and C, you did. It's a C word everybody's talking about right right now. Big. CBD. Damn. If you really want to support the show, everyone, you will go check out CB, uh, happylifeherbals.com where the CBD brand that is making lives happy and good is available and it represents the Daily Attic Podcast. Now, I know you guys may have tried CBD. You may be skeptical about CBD, and that's awesome. Happy- I interrupt, man. A lot of people that tried the CBD tried the bunk-ass shit. That's true. That's just what you get at the gas stations, man. That's what you get. If you've tried CBD, low-quality CBD, something that has, you know, weird names and no testing available, they don't have any QR codes or anything you can scan to check the COAs. You got to look for a CBD that's certified by a lab, a third-party lab, that what you're buying is actually legitimate. And you can get that with Happy Life Herbals. You ain't going to get any fake-ass CBD, uh, isolate, anything like that. You're going to get full-spectrum CBD derived from hemp, Lab tested, quality. I take it every day. Some of our people take it every day. They love it. Make sure you go to happylifeherbals.com and you put in the code DAP and it'll be free shipping. That's only for the first 20 people. So make sure you go there, support the show. Try the CBD for overall wellness. You don't, we don't have to tell you the benefits of CBD. You can go online and look at the benefits, okay? You can go to the website and look at some of the benefits. I'm not going to go into everything every single time we talk about it, but check it out. Start your day off with a good dose of CBD. And you won't just live life, you'll live a happy fucking life. Happy life. Boom. Damn. Dropped it. <clears throat> so, we're about to have Claudia on the live show here. It's Easter Sunday. And we're recording a couple of episodes just to get caught up, get some get some more information out there. It's going to be a good show. So anybody out there that's listening to this, if you didn't tune in live, make sure you check it out on YouTube or just put it in. It's the DAP Presents the Don't Punish uh, Pain Rally with Claudia Mirandi. And this week we're going to have um, Ron Chapman Esquire. He's an attorney, the president of... I want to say it's Chapman Law. Yeah, something like that. But um, we're going to have them on the show, so make sure you check it out. Come in, come and check out what we got going on with the Don't Punish Pain movement and the chronic pain patients. We're always trying to help out. We are, man. That's what we do. Trying to make everything easier for everybody trying to share the knowledge with everybody is what we're trying to do 
Knowledge is power. Knowledge is much power. I wanted to um, also talk quick about some of the veterinarians that want to give their animals CBD or give their patients the option to get CBD for their animals, I should say. Right now, it's totally illegal for them to do that. And CBD definitely has benefits for dogs. Oh, yeah. And cats. Dogs, dogs and cats definitely have an endocannabinoid system. They definitely benefit from the anti-inflammatory properties. Some of the properties of the cannabinoids creating homeostasis. A lot of dogs have uh, hip dysplasia and different painful things. And CBD can help with some of those things in animals. But right now, veterinarians are, um, by law, not able to discuss those things with the patients. And in Michigan right now, we have a we have an, a, a bill that is at the house level that is um, going to change that change that for veterinarians so pretty soon we'll be able to give our animals cbd freely which i don't understand that i don't understand why that would be such a big deal i don't think it should be man (coughs) some of these dogs that i see some of these high energy dogs man they need something maybe to chill their ass out i agree maybe they should make some treats with thc i don't know (laughs) fucking lsd Oh, man, you don't want to give a dog LSD. Maybe. Why? If you got a depressed dog. Exactly. Might help. Your dog's got PTSD. Mm, Probably make it worse. It may. Last episode, we talked, we covered the uh, the Philippine president, Rodrigo, President Rodrigo Duterte, and what he was doing um, against his own people in the Philippines. He was... He's, he he get, put everybody on lockdown because of the, you know, C word epidemic going around, the pandemic, the world pandemic everybody's aware of. So he put his people on lockdown and then didn't give them any supplies or give them the chance to get in. You got to remember, the Philippines is a third world country. The Philippines is very poor, very, very poor. Um. We've, we've been following these stories for a long time, and it's very interesting because his view on the drug war is the same way. If you, you know, take meth or shabu, they call it over there, he considers you a scourge. He considers you weak. If you're addicted to shabu, you're pretty much worthless to society, so they will, they will kill you. He has kill squads that kill drug dealers and users. So it doesn't surprise me that he is killing innocent people that are on lockdown because in quarantine. Um, I do know, so I do work with someone who is part Filipino and I asked him if, has he ever been there? Or I asked him too, I said, how did your parents come over? How did your parents come to the U S did your parents come? Did your grandparents? And he told me his grandparents moved here when his mom was young and his grandfather got a job at general motors and sent money back. This is how poor it is in the Philippines. He sent money back to the Philippines, to the village that they came from. 
and he was like famous. They named a street after him. They like made a school after him because the money that he sent back could go a long way in a, in a war torn, poor country like the Philippines. Right. But there was something, there was another interesting fact that I learned. He, he went to the Philippines when his grandfather passed away to go to the funeral and he was like this hometown hero. Everybody loved him. But he told me he went when he was 13 and he got sloppy drunk in a bar in the Philippines. Hmm. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, there ain't no drinking age in the Philippines. You can be as tall as the bar and they'll serve you. So how ironic that the most dangerous drug on the planet, alcohol, one of the worst drugs for your body one of the most uh you know when it's abused can be one of the most deadly drugs so in the philippines you can drink from the time you're 10 9 10 11 years old you can drink alcohol all day you know there there's some states in the u.s that you're allowed to if you have kids you can they can drink beer with you at like dinner and shit yeah i forget what state it was but texas it was, yeah, texas is like texas that. texas you only got to be 16 if you're with your parents you can go drink you know you that's can weird have. it is weird because it kind of it kind of sends mixed signals you know like just like the philippines that to me that was ironic as shit i said what you could drink alcohol at any age he goes yeah you could drink alcohol as long as you're tall as the bar you can drink and i'm like the president over there murders people for doing drugs, but alcohol, he lets the kids get fucking sloppy drunk. I don't fucking get it, man. It's like, that's how hypocritical and stupid this shit is. It's like, uh, you want to talk about a government that controls, you know, that, that I think he, they control the Philippines with pro- poverty, you know, it probably, it's probably a couple of rich, powerful, powerful people. And he's one of them. And everybody else is poor and definitely a third world. But I thought that was interesting with that. But with that being said, I think we should just go right into our stories. What do you think? We're going to cover right now. The business is booming for drug dealers who deliver. This is coming from the Daily Beast. Mm. It makes sense. A million years ago. On Thursday, a text message went out to a close-knit friend group, including several watching as New York Mayor, um, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio declared emergency state New York. Guys, I don't think I have enough drugs to get me through this quarantine. <laughs> the words betrayed a very real anxiety of a lot of New Yorkers and their dealers. On Saturday night, the same circle of friends convened at a bar in Williamsburg about 24 hours before the public schools, restaurants and bars and nightclubs were closed. And two of the friends of the nervous texter gifted that person from their own supplies and joked about stockpiling weed pills and MDMA. While these users were drinking at one of the many bars and restaurants and disregarded 50% capacity mandate the city had in place until the shutdown of all the sit-down establishments took effect Tuesday morning to customers equally dismissive of of the recommendations still in effect. 
for people to remain inside unless absolutely necessary. Street dealers were conspicuously absent. A bouncer at a popular Manhattan nightclub said, yeah, the guys sort of hung around for a while, then all went home. I feel bad for most of them. But for dealers who deliver, especially with affluential clientele, business is booming. It's because everyone is home, said one dealer who caters to very rich people delivering mostly MDMA and ketamine. Customers continue to invite them in, the dealer said, describing their business as very much business as usual, but busier than usual. Ketamine is the most popular by far right now. Another dealer, a 10-year veteran of New York City drug trade whose clientele includes some of the people on the text chain, said customers don't want to see them arrive wearing masks or gloves. Customers don't want delivery people wearing anything because it causes paranoia. Like, I'd be worried if my bartender was masked up. So this is a very interesting point, and this is something that people ain't thinking about right now. This has, I can tell you from personal experience here in Michigan, where marijuana is legal, marijuana is booming right now. People are stocking up left and right. And if you deliver marijuana to somebody's home, you're probably making a killing right now. And I know a lot of the dispensaries are doing curbside pickup and they're making a killing right now. So it makes sense. And, uh, if the dealer, if the dealers in New York are worried about running out or not, they said, I'm not really worried about the supply, regardless of the current situation. Scared scarcity is always a factor. The average price of a pound of weed this summer was about $300 higher than last summer. In 2017, it was so cheap that no one was really making any money wholesaling. So now, you know, this is your drug dealer that this is not your weed delivery service this is like your this is like your drug dealer he's dealing ketamine mdma i'm sure on other drugs but that's an interesting thing and i think everybody's kind of experiencing the same thing with this pandemic going on is i got to be stocked up on my daily fix whatever that may be very interesting indeed One thing is for sure, people are always going to find a way to get high. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Going to our second story of the episode, this is from Citrus County Chronicle. Chronic. ChronicleOnline.com. And this is talking about a clandestine meth lab that they busted. And this is interesting because they're wearing the hazmat suits right on the picture of the bust members of the citrus county fire rescue hazmat team remove illegal manufacturing items collected from the home on otis avenue a few week long a week's long investigation led to the discovery monday of a hidden methamphetamine lab according to the sheriff's office during the investigation detectives with the citrus county tactical impact unit tiu discovered the residence was being utilized for illicit manufacture of methamphetamine. I wonder what they were using for ingredients since you can use anything. Yeah, they were probably just using everything. 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 Get their hands on. It'd be hard to get that shit right now, though, wouldn't it? It would be. The home is owned by Betty Jane Rindenberg. 
which has her mailing address. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Real estate records. Why are they going over real estate records and where this person lives? What difference does it make? Why? This is what I can't stand. Why put these people all on blast? She might own the house. It might have been her fucking grandkid or something doing this. This is stupid. I hate it. I mean, does it even matter until, I mean, they're convicted? None of this shit should be released, They're not convicted. It should just be like a house was raided, and that's it, man. They have to sensationalize the drug war, man. They have to show what they're doing with your money. Which is a whole lot of nothing. Putting people in jail. Working with the prosecutors prosecutors suppressing evidence this is something that a lot of people don't know and if you know this you're educated this is why the drug war is so dangerous and things like this because the police who get the evidence first share that evidence with the prosecutor and the prosecutor chooses what they're going to give the defense i bet you didn't know that did you I bet you didn't know that prosecutors have a huge advantage to put people in jail and the criminal justice system is built on them building a case against the defendant. Okay. If they have all the pieces of that case and they only disclose, if they have, say they have evidence that puts that person makes that person innocent, they're only under moral obligation to release that legally. They don't have to. They don't have to put all the evidence out there. It's up to the defense attorney to refute, you know, whatever the charges are. But sometimes they don't have all the evidence. So that's fucked up. Either way, the search of this resident found a discovery of 75 one-pot vessels, 31 hydrogen chloride generators, and hundreds of precursors and essential chemicals and chemical containers used in methamphetamine manufacturing. That's not very much, man. They kind of wasted their time. 75 one-pot vessels, 31 generators. What Do you know what that is? I have no idea, but it just doesn't sound like... I'm looking at the pictures. Yeah, look the like pictures much, don't man. look like there's much, no. They got this big tarp laid out with only a couple things on it. Yeah, it's a huge tarp, and they have like enough stuff to like maybe fill a dresser. Yeah, they make it bigger than it is, really. It's like a big fish. You know, you ever listen to fishing stories and somebody has like this big, they call it the big fish story. They they embellish a little bit here and there to make it sound exciting. That's what they do. That's what they do with the drug war. They sensationalize it in every way they can to make it look like, you know, we're getting people off the street, especially now during an election year you're gonna see this shit non-stop i guarantee additionally hundreds of pounds of legal drug man- manufacturing uh illegal drug manufacturing items were collected from the residents and rendered safe for disposal these hazardous materials were disposed of through the dea methamphetamine container unit program the tiu members rendered the hazardous materials safe for removal from the residents. They conducted chemical swab tests through the residents. So that's what they do is they go through, they take all the shit out. They swab everything, find out because there's so many different ingredients you can make meth out of. They got to find out what the fuck you were using. You could have been using the fucking, the, you know. Well, it looks like in the picture they had about 10 things of butane, a couple bottles of Drano for sure. Yeah. Wasn't much. 
Right, you guys got to watch this shit, man. Do not use methamphetamine, please. If you need an upper, just do an espresso. Oh, that's yeah. what I would suggest. If that's not enough for you, uh, snore a little Coke. Coke's good, too. Yeah. Just don't do any methamphetamine. You probably won't even find Coke anymore. Right. I mean, you can't even trust that shit anymore, man, because they're mixing all that fucking... They're putting fentanyl in it. Don't do any illicit street... Listen, don't do any illicit street drugs. Unless you can test it. Unless you can test it yourself, yes. That's very good. I'd like to see what comes out of this case right here. It's just a small case of a meth house. Most of meth isn't made in houses like this. I could tell you most of meth is made in Mexico, and they got big factories down there yep. in third world countries. That's where most of the meth is made in. And you know, there's shit, I bet you, I mean, is there a better chemical to use? But I bet you that they're using a better quality chemical in Mexico because you can get it instead of just buying butane here, some Drano there, here, because you can't buy the real chemicals. Right. You got to make it yourself. I bet, I'll bet you Mexico's quality is better. They probably import it from another country. Probably. Most of it. We've seen we've seen the biggest drug bust in world history was the billion dollar barge full of methamphetamine going to Australia of all places. Was that the one owned by Bank of America? I think it was. Never did get a guilty party out of there. No. Never did get anything. It's definitely a criminal class, everybody, and it's run by hot people higher than us. There has to be a black market. And you think the criminals are the ones that want the black market. You're like thinking like all these, like we're talking about people that deal drugs and deliver them in New York City and stuff. You're thinking like all these people are pro black market, right? You don't know that. Some of these people, maybe they want to pay taxes. I'll tell you who wants the black market is the real people driving the fucking black market, which is the corporations, the lawmakers, the big heavy drug manufacturers and the cartels and everything. I mean, they work together. Don't you know this? Don't you know this by now? Everybody's got money, rubs elbows together. Job security, man. Job security, that's what they do. They're, they're rubbing shoulders together at the top. Trust me, they all have dirty money. They all have their hands dirty. Look at John F. Kennedy's old man. Look at his man. Look at him. He was a bootlegger. Jack Kennedy was a bootlegger. They made their fortune... Uh, running illegal alcohol during prohibition so much that his son was an affluent politician that became president of the United States. Mm. Perfect fucking example. Black market money, tax free money, unregulated money. BMB. All coming around. BMB. Bam. Boom. <laughs> Bam. Boom. Bam. Boom. Anyways, fuck Citrus County Chronicle. You guys suck at reporting. We're going to look, talk about a story we talked about a few episodes before, but now it's on NBC News, so it changed a little bit. It's coming from a different source, and this is on NBCNews.com. U.S. probe into Mexican drug cartel yields 750 arrests. Now, when we covered this story, before it was 600 arrests. Now it's 750, so either they added to the operation. Uh, let's see what it's called. I know. I think it's Python. Yeah, Operation Project Python. Project PP, Python. Remember? PP. PP. You down with PP. You got taken down by the PP. Agents also seized more than 20 kilos and 20 million in cash. That ain't shit for the cartel. Let me tell you right now. That ain't shit. 20 million. They bring in billions, okay? 
The Justice Department on Wednesday announced more than 750 arrest efforts after a six-month investigation targeting Mexico's violent Jalisco New Generation Cartel, also known as CJNG. We talked about all this because we talked about the acronyms and all that shit. The DEA, and it was called Project Python, um, had more than 750 arrests. Now, what was interesting in the last time we covered this article, they had no money amount. They said they seized assets. They said they seized drugs, but there was no definitive amount. So NBC comes out and says 20 kilograms of drugs. Okay. That could have been anything. And $20 million in cash. Okay. That's, that's quite a bit. I mean, but it's not for 750 cartel members, 20 million. I don't know how much, I mean, I don't know how that translates. It's probably not much per person. If you think about it, they didn't really take anything down. They didn't do very much and arrests don't mean shit. Let me tell you that 20, 20 kilos ain't shit, man. No, it's not. You can stuff you that in your butt in the airport. Yeah, you can easily. <laughs> A lot of Vaseline. Yeah. You would have to slowly train yourself to do that, but you could. Eventually, 750 million, 750 people could probably smuggle 20 kilos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be no problem. It's phase one of Project Python. And they're 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 continuing. And it's an it's a relentless attack on the cartel. And, you know, the president came out and said this a few days ago. They are really going after the cartel in the United States. They're going to double down. They're going to make it happen, right? President, Mr. President, lawmakers, people with common sense. Damn. All right, let's just go. People with common sense. You have to end the need for the drug first. You have to stop the demand. Do you understand this? Does anybody else understand this? Are we the only ones that scream this all the time you have to stop the demand people want their fucking drugs they're going to get them from the cartel they're going to get them from the canadian cartel they're going to get them from the european cartel if it ain't the mexican cartel somebody else is going to supply the fucking drugs it's just simple simple economics you're telling me that with our smart scientists and all the smart people they can't come up with a a item that makes you feel the same way that this drug makes you feel but is safe yeah it's called testing and dosing right well i'm talking about like not even you know this drug nothing even made it's like a science you know a genetically modified drug that's just does something in your body that's safe and makes you feel like you're on meth or doesn't give you big side effects and stuff right i mean they do exercise (laughs) <laughs> i don't know we're about to have claudia on. she swears that her exercise makes her high so maybe we're going around this thing the wrong way maybe we're just being lazy maybe we just well, need to exercise they're gonna start doing an exercise fucking war i'm not doing no exercise fucking war no not us like the government's gonna I'll come down and back. do like a black market exercise war gonna start fucking taking down these bodybuilders and shit operation python and that would be a different meaning for Operation exactly. Python. It would make more sense. Come in there like Hulk Hogan, show my pythons. Yep. Boom, you're under Flex arrest, on bitch. that ass. 
That's what we should do. We should instead of going to war and like killing each other with different things, flex we should on just go flex. Who? What country can flex <laughs> the <Star> best? Fox. <laughs> what country can flex the best? We probably be. This is one thing with this pandemic going on that I realized the other day is we got a lot of unhealthy people in this country. Yeah, man. we do. Holy shit, we have some unhealthy people. Underlying health conditions everywhere. But this is interesting going back to the story by NBC News. Um, the new generation cartel and the, the guy that runs it, his name, we talked about him last time, El Mencho. El Mencho. He's charged with conspiracy to distribute cocaine and methamphetamine, and he has a $10 million reward leading to his arrest right now for El Mencho. Yeah, El Mencho. Yeah. Yeah. El Mencho. Yeah. So next time you guys think about being a cartel leader, just remember it could pay. It could pay back. It could pay. Pay somebody else, maybe. Looks like we're um, running out of time, folks. We just want to send a shout out worldwide to all our folks. Matt Frazier, truthaustralia.org talking about justin neal over there at marijuana delivery services.com doug mcveigh drug truth so many people claudia mirandi steve-o in ireland fighting the good fight over there keep it up everybody peace